the Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, February 14th. A wild crash on Highway 17 left a woman with serious injuries on Sunday morning. According to Missouri Highway Patrol, at about 11.36 in the morning, Deborah Bechtel was driving a Lincoln Continental south on Highway 17. The patrol says the vehicle went off the right side of the road, went airborne, and then rolled onto the driver's side. Bechtel had serious injuries and was taken to Capital Region Hospital for treatment. The CEO for Osage Casinos fired back last week after a Senate hearing where proponents of a casino built by private investors at Lake of the Ozarks spoke against an Indian casino. In an opinion piece published by LakeExpo.com, Osage Casinos CEO Kimberly Pearson took issue with what she said were racist and false claims. Pearson says the Osage Nation's plans to build a casino at Lake of the Ozarks are moving forward, and she emphasized the nation's commitment to work with community groups and local authorities as the Osage Nation reclaims a portion of its ancestral land. It's Valentine's Day, and if you're planning a romantic evening, the Lake Area's restaurants are offering special menus for couples. LakeExpo.com has a list of 16 local restaurants and their Valentine's deals. You can find that list, plus more news, events, boating, and the lake life, all at LakeExpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key Start the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozarks Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. 
I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to Bilm at OrionCenter.org. That's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org and be a part of Ozark's Voices. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. Well, good morning. How in the world are you today? Kind of off to a wet start. We are anticipating some uh, precipitation throughout the course of the day. As a matter of fact, it uh, looks like there is a good possibility. It is not only going to be... Cloudy, windy, and rainy. It's going to be a little windy on the uh, upside of things. 20 to 30 mile per hour winds out of the south. Keeping the temps up for us on this uh, 14th day of February. And happy Valentine's Day to you. Looks like some clouds this evening. Then uh, mainly a clear sky overnight. We'll drop down to 40 for the overnight low. Back up to 59 and sunny tomorrow. Cloudy and 36 on Thursday. Sunny and 42 on Friday. Clouds and 53 Saturday. Sunny and 61 on Sunday for the Daytona 500. Yeah, buddy. Lake level at 656.59. River level at 551.58. Surface water temp at 41 degrees. Great show for you today. We're going to be talking with... Uh, Lindsay Waltman, and also Charlene Moore. We will get uh, actually their kids in here today in the nine o'clock hour to talk a little bit about what it's uh, what it's like to be a kid who is homeschooled. And maybe you are considering homeschooling your children, or maybe you just want to know what uh, kids think of homeschooling. 
And it's not just the fact that you're stuck at home with mom or dad or uh, whoever is the uh, person in charge of doing the teaching. But I would imagine that it's a uh, probably fun-filled regiment. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that with the kids when we get them in here. Also, Tina Griffin is going to be checking in with us shortly. She is a counterculture mom. And, of course, you hear her program on the Key Radio Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. I mean, we've got her on a lot. And she, of course, is originally from the area. We'll talk with Tina a little bit and find out more about how she got into doing what she is doing. And then maybe uh, touch on some topics of interest, some things that she talks about during her show, which I think would be great. Yes. Good opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about one of our podcasters. As I mentioned, today is uh, Valentine's Day. It is also Safer Internet Day. An extraordinary day, a day for you to maybe watch what the kids are doing on the Internet. Uh, To have an infinite amount of access to information at your fingertips. Extraterrestrial Culture Day. I was watching a bunch of things last night. I think it was on the National uh, Geographic Channel about... Aliens and UFOs, and do they exist? And some people say yes, some people say no. I would think it would almost be a little bit arrogant for us to think that we are the only life in the universe, that somewhere out there there has got to be more life. What kind of life would that be, do you ask? Well, we don't know. But apparently we have decided that Some of that life, wherever it may be from, is visiting us right here on good old planet Earth. That we've seen enough evidence, enough strange things, that we believe that there are extraterrestrials out there. Have you ever wondered about uh, the lives that may exist in other galaxies? Well, I, I think it's kind of hard not to. Because you always have to kind of wonder, will we find them or will they find us? Today is Frederick Douglass Day. Celebrate the legacy of Frederick Douglass by emulating his example and challenging the inequalities of today. Today is also Library Lovers Day and League of Women Voters Day. So you've got a lot of different things that you can celebrate if Valentine's Day is not your thing. Some folks enjoy it. Some folks uh, probably see it as another day. 810 is our time, and I thank you for taking some time to check in with us. Waiting for Tina Griffin to call in this morning and uh, bless us with her presence. She's a very unique individual, and I have interviewed her uh, here rather on the local level. I've talked to her a number of times uh, about uh, things that she was trying to do as a mom and trying to get out there and spread the word and talk about things that she thinks that as parents we should all be concerned about. Good morning, Jenny, Diane, and David. Thank you for tuning in this morning. All of you that are checking us out on the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live cam. And Key Radio will be live, so to speak, this Friday and Saturday at the Home Business and Lake Living Expo at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. You can meet uh, the one and only yet very elusive, Bill Mundhausen. Bill will be there. I will be there. We'll tell you anything you want to know about Key Radio and how you can get involved on a variety of different levels. So please, please make it a point to uh, 
to let us know what's on your mind. Now, I'm not quite sure. I thought Tina was out in California. And so I'm hoping she calls us here this morning. But while we are waiting for her to check in, there are obviously always things that we can talk about. If you have uh, something on your mind, give me a call this morning on the Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. Something I know that maybe Tina talks about, and that is... um, Influencing our children and various things that are out there to influence our children. Various things, various people. And the headline from the bizjournals.com article says, uh, Missouri Attorney General calls for a pause on puberty blocker medication for children. Missouri Attorney General has called on St. Louis Children's Hospital and Washington University to, uh, as they say, stop prescribing puberty blockers to new patients in a letter Friday. The Attorney General uh, comes uh, out and and announces this after uh, an investigation into allegations made by a former employee of Washington University Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. In an article published online Thursday, a former employee alleges The center was not thoroughly assessing patients before moving ahead with hormonal or surgical treatment and would disregard the rights of patients. We are hopeful that the leaders of the institutions will choose to do the right thing for the safety of Missouri's children as we work to root out any possibility of children being harmed by predatory adults with a radical social agenda. Bailey said in a news release posted online Friday, he called on the center to respond by Tuesday. So this being uh, something coming on the heels of this uh, effort here that says, I applaud your announcement yesterday to quickly launch an internal investigation, Bailey wrote in the letter to St. Louis Children's Hospital and Washington University as the university's statement acknowledges the allegations against the center are enough to leave anyone alarmed and must be taken very seriously. And I think when it comes to something like this, it goes without saying that it is something that needs to be taken seriously. Uh, I'm trying to get on here and uh, send... uh, Tina a message. Let's see if she can... Get in here and get on the uh, get on the horn with us. I hope that the uh, time that I gave her, I did say Central Time, so eight ten Central Time, and so uh, we'll see if she if she is able to chime in with us this morning. Hopefully, there was no confusion there. Sometimes there is when you're in a different time zone. Uh, sometimes people automatically think that uh, what you're talking about is their time zone, and I thought that I made that clear to her, that we would uh, be talking at 810 Central Time. Back to our story. In a statement Thursday, Washington University said they were alarmed by the allegations reported in the article and were reviewing the facts of the cases referenced. Missouri 
Senator, uh, U.S. Senator Josh Hawley called for a federal investigation. Danielle Meert was the uh, past St. Louis chapter leader of Transparent USA and said the group's goal is to provide support for parents of trans children. Meert is a transgender son, and she was shocked to learn the whistleblower who came forward was her child's caseworker. Meert claims her family's interaction at the center for the last four years was nowhere near this. Our experience was fantastic, saying that kids walk in and get hormones right away has not been our experience. It was about nine months until we had a puberty blocker uh, implanted. Meert worries about what these allegations can do. Meert said, I am so thankful they've been here for us and so disappointed that this is another thing that trans kiddos We'll have to worry about. Just last year, two doctors from the Transgender Center testified in Jefferson City. The doctors shared they are seeing more, uh, mostly seeing mental health professionals. We are talking about ways to feel more comfortable in their bodies. And when indicated, we talk about gender-affirming hormones. But every teen needs to begin hormones or have puberty blockers before. They also testified that surgeries are not recommended under the age of 18, and they have a team of experts to support the child. Its testimony, uh, Missouri State Senator Nick Schroer remembers well, but now he questions the comments. It's going to make a second guess. Uh, it's going to make, uh, it says, a second guess a lot of what the witnesses are saying. The experts that are coming in from this clinic, he said. Schroer added, this affidavit is troubling and says, Uncovering the truth is important. So they're going to uh, slow down on these uh, puberty blockers, this medication for kids. And I wonder what that conversation is like. Wouldn't you almost like to sit down and talk to a parent who says they have a transgender child, a boy who thinks he's a girl or a girl who thinks she's a boy, and figure out what kind of conversation that these folks are having, if this was something the kids decided that they wanted to discuss, uh, or if it was something prompted by the parents or prompted by someone else outside of the family. And why is it so important at a young age to be discussing this with kids? Don't they have plenty of time later on in life, or do you these parents or these health professionals feel as though this is something that needs to be addressed immediately. So kids, uh, these kids that feel the way they feel about their gender don't necessarily have to go on and on forever being one particular gender if that's not what they identify with. I don't know. I do not know, folks. And I'm sure maybe there are some kids out there that have issues or are curious and want to know more. But what type of what type of action do you think our state legislature may take in all of this? If there is something that they find to be concerning about uh, the way that this treatment is going, Just kind of makes you wonder, I guess. I don't know. This former employee alleges the center was not thoroughly assessing patients before moving ahead with hormonal or surgical treatment and would disregard the rights of patients. Do you think that there's some need to really push this? 
Do you think that there is a need to push this? Well, I guess that's something that we can uh, talk about and determine here shortly. But first, let's bring on our guest, Tina Griffin. She is joining us here this morning. And I'm not exactly sure where she's calling in from, but uh, I'm guessing it's not too terribly far away from where we are, somewhere in the Midwest. Tina, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. I was supposed to jump on nine minutes ago, but my husband surprised me with a Valentine's gift in the front yard. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. Being a man, I understand exactly what that means. They say timing is everything. <laughs> and so good for him. He He did the smart thing and got started early. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know if your listeners want to hear this or not, but I was out there with the kids. I'm like, I grew up on a dairy farm up in Wisconsin. And I had a lot of chores. I'm like, what kind of chores can I give my kids when we live in a subdivision in Nashville? I'm like, that's it, chill. And Valentine's Day, we're going to show our dog that we love him. We're going to clean up, you know what, in the front yard. And wouldn't you know it, husband pulls up when the last last blob was picked up. <laughs> he, he missed out on the action. He always has his stuff timed out purposely. But, uh, you know, we got that in the front yard and, and that also going on in culture today. But uh, thank you for having me come on to talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the show, the, the Counterculture Mom Show, for people who may not have heard it before and would like to know a little bit about your background and certainly know a little bit more about the show. Absolutely. Well, uh I, I always, whenever people ask me a question, I'm like, do I give them the long version or the short version? But I, uh, I became a believer in the Lord Jesus when I was 16. And as a kid, um, I just knew, I don't even know where to begin with all this. I, I just knew that when I made that promise to the Lord, I took it seriously. And I literally remember that day telling the Lord, if I lose my life over it, it's worth it because this, I, I know that I want to follow you and do what you call me to do. So with any person's life, it, when they're a believer, is it easy? Absolutely not. Are they going to go through trials? Absolutely. And right now our family is going through a massive trial. And I know that we're going through it at the same time because of the massive doors that God is opening for our ministry. Every time that happens, there is a bomb that Satan drops on our family, on a loved one, on me for my health, something huge. And then God's like, hang tight. You're almost there. And here it is. It's like, it almost confirms that we are on the right path if we get that resistance. So with that said, became a believer at the age of 16 and then traveled out to Hollywood at the age of 20. And God showed me pretty much right away the chaos that was happening in the Hollywood Hills. And uh, due to my FBI love of FBI and research, man, did he show me a lot of stuff. Working on Disney sets, working on runway uh, modeling fashion shows, Miss America pageant, uh, doing research with our school systems, our pop culture, working on music videos, meeting celebrities, Oscars, I mean, the whole gamut for a decade. During that time, I started speaking out about the fact that so many of our young people were basing their identity on the very behaviors I saw glamorized in film and TV, and, and I couldn't sleep at night. I'm right. like, I have a mission. God, God is telling me to spread to the masses what's really going on, because these celebrities live such a hypocritical lifestyle. So it was a wild journey. It sounds like a wild journey. And it sounds like, of course, you know, and, and that's the problem. Um, our, our, our kids pick role models that uh, they really don't know a whole lot about. They see them on TV. Yes. They see them in movies. They see them 
out on a, a, a field of some kind, whether it's a, a football field or a baseball field or a soccer field. And these are the people based on the great things that they see them do that are all pretty much uh, scripted ideas. This is what they base their lives on, and this is who they want to be like. And sometimes, uh, I guess maybe even a lot of times, they miss the boat in terms of, uh, of maybe some of the things that they should really be paying attention to. And as parents, we're happy when our kids have some focus, when our kids have some direction, when we think that everything that uh, they're doing and saying is, is, is okay. But we really don't know, and sometimes we don't get down to the root of the problem, Tina, as you well know, until yep. something happens, something that uh, yep. is, is rather shocking, and, and that we could almost use anything as an example. Uh, that's exactly it. It's the facade that the glitz and glamour is the way to go. And what I saw firsthand living in the Hollywood Hills told me that even the celebrities that pretend they have it all going on, the fame, the fortune, the billboards, the fancy wardrobes, the mansions, I've been to many. And I will tell you that these celebrities, a lot of them are hurting, they're lost, their identity is based on the next big, latest, greatest film. I've had a lot of conversation with celebrities over the years, uh, inviting them to even church. And I had several that came to church where I was going, Oasis Christian Center, that I met on soap operas, like five minutes from my house, because I would work on a lot of soap operas. And a lot of these people, they are searching and it's sad because the teens, like you said, tweens and now toddlers, are getting sucked into this message. And literally the thing that bothers me, if you have a movie scene that teens would see, and I always thought about this as a teenager myself, where you have um, some people doing drugs at a party. Can you please share 10 minutes later that one dies of an overdose? If you got a drinking scene, can you show someone dying in a, a hit and run accident and a whole family is wiped out? Give us the reality of what happened. Because when you glamorize it and binge and all this, then you have like 50-year-old actors that are binging at a college party and streaking down the street and people are laughing. I, I, it, it really sickens me because I know of way too many teens that when I go to schools and speak the last 25 years of kids coming up to me saying, my brother died in a drinking and driving accident. My sister just died of an overdose. My uh, sister got, died from cutting. Um, or I just tried to commit suicide last week. Thank God I'm alive, and I heard what you just had to share. That They need to see the reality, and I don't just say, don't do this, don't do that, because I know how I like to be uh, spoken to when I was a teenager. I want the evidence. Show me what's going on. Let me make a decision. I'm old enough to make that decision. I can, I, you know, I can think logically if you show me the evidence. And when I show teens the video clips, the um, personal stories of me meeting these people on set, the interviews that these inter, uh, celebrities are on, the quotes that they mentioned, the video clips that when they're interviewed about something that they're doing, um, it makes the teens and now middle school students completely run up to me afterwards and say, I'm taking that poster off my wall. I'm going to stop reading that book. I'm gonna, I don't need to be dating my boyfriend or girlfriend right now. I'm not ready for marriage. I, I knew that it was wrong, but it was hard because all my friends are doing it they realize that the decisions they make today will greatly impact their tomorrow. And I'm trying to help them think two steps ahead. Um, and once they see it, it, they become on fire for them being truth seekers. And I can't tell you how much info we get from young people today. I have 30 people on our team right now. And before COVID we had three 
Now we have 30. Our, we're our own nonprofit. We have a, uh, we're on seven in potential 700 million homes each week with the TV program that God had us launch almost two years ago. And the need is there, and people's responses are, oh, my word, I knew that there was issues. Now I get it. How can we help? Now I know how to help my kids in my home because they're getting the answers that they've been searching for that media is not sharing because if they share the truth, people would not be buying into whatever they're trying to sell. Well, I think that um, the, um, the the philosophy has remained the same. The subject matter is what's changed. And and one of the things that I was talking mm-hmm. about before you joined before you joined us here this morning was apparently there's a whistleblower at one of these hospitals where they they give kids puberty blockers and they oh. feel as though um, you know maybe they're doing this too quickly too soon. And I can't, for the life of me, figure out why it is so necessary to get a child into a situation where if they are questioning questioning their, their gender, their sexuality at all, uh, you know, I'm a boy, but I feel like a girl. I'm a girl, but I feel like a boy. And then, you know, people get wind of this, and they take them to these hospitals where they can make that happen. Now, obviously, surgery is something that they can't do. And amazingly enough, a statistic that I heard about uh, people that have that type of uh, the gender uh, surgery done on them is after they have it done, they regret it and that they want to be absolutely want to be changed back, so to speak. But now, I mean, you're infecting kids on on all different levels. And certainly um, it would be interesting to hear the conversation in a home of how something like this starts. Does it start in the home? Are they influenced outside of the home? And in most cases, uh, I think that has a lot to do with it, the influence that they receive outside the home. And they don't come right up to a child and say, well, are you a boy who feels like a girl? Are you a girl who feels like a boy? No, they do it very subtly. And they they do so in a way that makes these kids want to question who they are and what they're really all about. And the next thing you know, you know, we've got uh, we've got classes now in schools where kids are being approached at a very young age, and maybe that's where this form of brainwashing is is what I would consider it anyway. This form of brainwashing uh, it, it it takes place, and I know as a mom, Tina, and and and, and me as a dad, um, this really concerns me because my son has grown. He uh, has a fiance. They're going to be getting married in 2024. And at some point, they're going to have children. And how closely are they going to watch what their children are exposed to? And have we gotten to a point where uh, our kids and our kids' kids see this as something that uh, is, is is just kind of run-of-the-mill, like a lot of other things? There, There's like 10 things I want to mention, but there, there's one critical thing that I – feel the Lord wanted me to share. And I don't know how much your listeners know about information that I have literally been researching since I placed my faith in the Lord at the age of 16. We're going on almost 30 years of the globalist complete plan. And before anyone thinks I'm nuts, please do the research. Watch our videos at counterculturemom.com. I have a plethora of evidence to back up what I'm about to say. I've been doing research on the globalist since I was 16 the year or the week after I placed my faith in the Lord, an older gentleman came up to me and said, God told me to give this to you. Literally his verbatim, what he said to me, God told me to give this to you. I saw you place your faith in the Lord in church last week. 
it was a VHS copy of the Clinton Chronicles. I watched it. I'm like, this is going to be an interesting walk with the Lord. I've got chills telling you this right now. Wow. Um, for 30 years, and especially when I went to L.A., God showed me uh, the new world order that is literally happening before our eyes, the World Health Organization, their corruption. Bill Gates I've been literally researching for 30 years. Um, the Obamas, the Clintons, the Bushes, all of the world players that will, if they don't place their faith in the Lord, land up in hell. And in the process of that, they're leading so many people astray because so many people that are in politics are married to people that are in the media, are connected with people that are in the education system. The biggest thing right now that I see unraveling, and like I said, go to counterculturemom.com, watch our last three, we just shot my 350th episode. And uh, today we also launch on NRB TV. Another 200 million people will be having the chance to watch our program launching today. And all of this information on the website. It comes down to a depopulation plan from the pit of hell. And let me explain that. I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Georgia Guidestones. I've researched all that. These elitists want to eliminate 95% of the world's population. They are already doing that, not just by... Uh, abortion, which obviously ends the pregnancy of little ones. They are trying to pass laws, and I believe one just did get passed on the East Coast, that parents can choose after the baby is born, or they try to and they got revoked. Whatever the point is, they're, they're on the edge of making this in a law, that parents can choose to kill their kids after they're born. We've got, I am completely anti-shot anything. I'm mm. anti-shot because I know who the people are behind it. I know the companies behind it. I know why they want us to get them. I, I wish I would have never got this. My mom didn't have the knowledge. My kids, no way. I told them run. I homeschool them, but they're still out in the world. They're still doing a lot of other activities outside in the culture, but they come to me with dirt that is going on, and they know about this gender deal. Why am I saying all that to lead us up to this? Another huge way that Satan, with the little time that he has left, to destroy our globe, is to have this gender confusion garbage happening because if he can change a boy into who he thinks is a girl, what happens as a result? No births of babies, no population growth. Mm -hmm. It is another way for the elitist to control and get the population down to where they want it. And there is so much more I can say about what is about to unravel in this country. But besides food shortage, which we've done several different theories on food shortage and how to and what they plan on doing. Um, you know, I can go on. A, I don't want to say a rabbit trail. I can go on five different things of what you just said. But the point is, it's just another agenda with this gender confusion that Satan is using to literally stop God's creation of babies, humans. I just did a spotlight episode yesterday that I shot. It's coming out next week of how they are literally creating artificial wounds for AI technology with babies. They want to replace us with AI technology. It's, it's insane. But I believe the Lord is coming back very soon in the midst of all this because we see what's going to unravel before his return. Mark of the Beast is right around the corner. I believe the Antichrist is here. We're living in some unbelievable times in history where I just want to tell your listeners, ask God, what in your life can you weed out, clean out, ask for forgiveness for? What kind of talents and gifts did he give you right now that you can no longer give Satan a foothold with fear, a lack of funds, a lack of people to connect with? He will give you those missions and visions. When I first launched this program, I had $3,000 a month with my overhead. I'm now at a $40,000 overhead per month 
And every month I'm amazed that we have enough funding that covered the bills from the previous month. <laughs> we live on donations and God's provision with the time that we got left. And I'm just, listeners, I, I just plead with you. God has a huge vision, vision for your life. Grab a hold of it and speak truth and lead people to the Lord with the time that we've got left. Let me ask you, uh, Tina, about some of the topics that you tackle in addition to what we're talking about here this morning. Obviously, your faith yeah. is very strong, and uh, so is your belief that, uh, you know, God puts these little things, or, or, or Satan puts these things in our way, and God has a way of showing us how to get around them, how to get through them, how to get over them. And through that, you become a stronger person. You become someone, obviously, who's more grounded. You've got a more firm foundation to work off of. You understand how things work as far as uh, uh, problem solving and, 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 and trying to do the best you can to be a parent. But what are some of the other uh, some of the other topics that you like to tackle? I know we've only got a few minutes left here because you said that uh, you have to check out uh, at about 840 because you have uh, some traveling to do. And we wish you safe travels. But tell us about uh, some of the other topics topics that you address all of the topics i just want to say this are scripture based are solution driven i don't want to people i don't want people to be more depressed or suicidal after listening to some very tough subjects that we address in the program it is solution driven and the experts we gather from the team of 30 that we've got are god ordained that's all i have to say every day every week that goes by i'm like how do we shoot those exact four people god wanted in the order that he told our team to put them in and get the information out of them is so phenomenal in a short 25-minute episode. So for parents that are busy, like myself, with four kids that I homeschool 14 and under, these topics, I guarantee you, will help you connect the dots and what's really going on behind the scenes, who the major players are, and what we can do that literally will help our own personal life in our home. A lot of people tell me, I don't want to deal with politics. I don't even know how to. It's all corrupt. I see your point, but all of these topics that we talk about will help you with your kids and your home. I guarantee it. So... I'm just going to read off themes that I've done in the last, uh, just the last couple of months. Um, I have new age Gnosticism, positive role models for teens, dangers of prosperity gospel, United Nations Wicked Agenda 2030, Suicide Prevention Week, Coming Cashless Society, Getting Rapture Ready, Signs of a Rising Antichrist, Ending Domestic Violence, Boost of encouragement. I always have to get some good ones in between all the, the rough ones. Witchcraft and war on mind. Defeating eating disorders. Connecting moms and daughters. Climate change hope. Godly grandparenting. Giving thanks. And this is God. We played our 300th episode. Did not plan this out. And it played on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, wow. I, like, cried at my death. Yes, I guess so. Um, it's just unbelievable. Mind-blowing. I'm like, when is the 400th, 400th episode going to be hitting? I'm excited to see this. Sadie... Setting safeguards on tech, man, was that a killer series. Serving kids with special needs, sponsor appreciation week. And then we had faith, fitness, and fasting with our first week of January. Regaining mental health, phenomenal insight from some amazing medical people, some people who had kids that had mental health issues. Great resources in all of those episodes. Biblical worldview basics, Christ-centered identity, combating human trafficking, we just got done with Darwinism debunked. Oh, my gosh. We had Carl Kirby on for 25 minutes talking about what's going on in our public schools today, how it's critical that kids understand their identity is in Christ, not a rock, not junk that they constantly are changing every year in textbooks. And 
I was blown away about him giving us, and let me just tell you, my episodes are loaded with evidence. I have video footage, interviews, um, you name it, books. And in all of these episodes, the parents are like, okay, great, but what do I do now? We tell you in these episodes. And Carl Kirby talked about his dinosaur digs in Montana where it completely confirms creation and it completely confirms new earth. And I want to take our kids up there. It's so literally inexpensive to take our kids for a journey. And June, we plan on going for a week for one of his dinosaur digs. You literally are looking at, he goes, everybody that comes up here will find dinosaur bones. It'll blow your mind. Then he talks about how he would take those bones, take them to a lab down in Texas at the Creation Museum. No, it's Creation, um, I forgot the middle word of that, but a Creation Museum down there in Dallas. And they put it in a machine that shows flesh and DNA still on the bones. They're literally digging up from the ground. God was like, here's the evidence, people. Find it. It's right here. Then we did Reaching Mormons for Christ. And this week, it's been such a, oh, yeah, Bible resources for kids. What a phenomenal series. So solution-driven, and a lot of them build on previous episodes. So we go deeper, further, and, of course, we get parents telling us, emailing us, hey, we, we saw this series. Can you please do something on this topic? So we pertain the guests and the topics according to what parents are asking us for. And I also do the same thing when I go out and speak live. Are you talking about the Creation Evidence Museum down in Texas? Yes. Yes, I knew it started with the E. I plan on going there when I speak there in three weeks, an event right next door. I'm going there to check it out. Have you been there? I have not. I, I've I've heard of it, though. I, I, I did know that uh, it existed, and I, I kind of figured that that's maybe what you were talking about here this morning. That's it. And when um, Carl Kirby was on, we also had Dr. Joe Martin, and my kids were like, you didn't tell us that he was, you were had him on a show? And I'm like, ah. Uh, they're like, we watched 30 of his DVDs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's that guy. Hello. Um, so the people we got, Sergio, Sergio Cariello, I interviewed yesterday. He was the illustrator for the Action Bible. I have my son come on, Levi, who's all into little drawing cartoons. I'm like, dude, you need to go. If the rapture doesn't happen, you need to go to the same cartoon school that this guy went to. And they talked a little bit on the show. So we make it exciting, interesting, hopeful. But we talk about some serious stuff. I did MK Ultra last year. It went, it spiked through the roof. Millions of hits on each of those episodes for MK Ultra, and that is people that the globalists literally train and indoctrinate, like Britney Spears, and we've got um, Miley Cyrus, and so many celebrities, and we go through them. And these people got out of MK Ultra. The, the lives they endured as teens and women like one woman was going to be burned at the stake at the bohemian grove in northern california i knew all about bohemian grove why because i lived in the hollywood hills and i saw horrific things and heard horrific things uh she was supposed to be burned at the stake fbi agent came rescued her i just got to meet her in person i had her on the program last year this is how and why satan is indoctrinating our kids through pop culture and media through mk ultra mind control operation it's much bigger than just someone that's scantily clad, dressing, you know, wearing hardly anything on the stage. We go deep. Parents are floored. They get it. And the kids, when they watch it, because I keep it clean, they're like, no more. I have kids at events that give me their cell phone saying, my mom told me to get rid of this three years ago. I didn't have the courage. I want it gone. I no longer want to be even tempted with a junk you just shared. Kids telling me that. Wow. That is pretty amazing. So I have one other question for you. I know we're, we're running a little over. but uh, I, I have a couple more minutes. No worries. I was just going to say, uh, do, you, do you have time to maybe come in here once in a while and chit-chat uh, with me? I would love to do that. Um, 
Uh, the reason I one and the reason I so yes. one of the reason I ask is uh, because uh, uh, somebody already said uh, great guest KB, please have her on often. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Whoever that is, tell them thank you. Um, I lived in your area, you you know this, uh, for about ten years because we were right. with New Tribe Mission. Right. My husband was in New Tribe Kid. I loved that area. The only complaint I have is every time I speak somewhere, it was a four-hour journey to an airport if I drove the speed limit, and I tried to as much as possible. And that was the only, when we moved here to Nashville, I'm like, yes, yeah, 20 minutes from the airstrip. But I loved that area. The kids missed the land, the friends. But, yes, I can, I can come in in person. David Hazel with My Father's World is one of our eight sponsors for our program. We are primarily funded 80% by our sponsors, and he's been dying to get me up there where he has his base right there, just north of um, Camdenton. So, yes, a ton of coming through this summer. I will absolutely let you know. And if you don't mind, I just want to let your listeners know that we are a nonprofit. We have a $15,000 gap in our production cost. Each month we have 25000 that comes in from our sponsors, 15000 gap. I don't know how God covers it. Sometimes it's speaking events because when I speak, there's an honorarium, but it goes straight to the ministry to pay my staff at 30 and the production cost of airtime. Airtime is through the roof. You know that. Yes. Um, if, anyone wants, if anyone wants to donate, we are asking all listeners to donate five bucks a month. And if I had a couple thousand out of a couple million people that tune in every week, that gave five bucks a month, our ministry needs to be met, and then I can finally hire an assistant so I can be mom in the house with my kids more than what I am. Um, and that's a donate right at counterculturemom.com for five bucks a month. There's a donate button at the top of the page. Brand new website just came out. We have so many projects in the works. We're just waiting for the money to pull the trigger and make it happen. And uh, we have an app. Download the Counterculture Mom app. Tons of excellent, excellent tips. Short little two-minute reads. If you like the notifications that pertains to your kids, click on it, read it, watch the video, get some links if you want more information. You can chat with other parents that have overcome the obstacles right in our app. Phenomenal app that I had in my brain that made it a reality about three or four years ago. Download it. You will love that app. The five bucks a month is what we're asking for from everybody. And with us growing this army that God wants us to grow, we are seeing people's lives change. We're seeing kids come to the Lord. We're seeing kids be free from the bondage. We're seeing kids tell their parents we no longer want to go in public education. Homeschool us, please. Um, and parents saying, thank you, my hair is starting to grow back. Um, <laughs> and that's what we want. Right. Now, I'm not kidding. Now is the time. The, the finish line is right in front of our face. We can't give up now. We just can't. Tina, I want to thank you for joining us this morning, and thank you for bringing your uh, uh, your great lineup of programming to Key Radio as well. I know a lot of people enjoy listening to it. We have you on, uh, gosh, at least four, uh, probably about four days a week I know of, and then uh, a, lot of, a, a lot of the thank shows you are, for- you're, well, you're welcome, and a lot of the shows are repeated throughout the course of the day, so uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I'm going to be in touch with you. I don't know if we could set up, if a regular time would work for you, because then that way we could kind of get into a routine or a regimen, and, and, and I wouldn't be jumping all over the place, or whatever works best. I'll send you uh, an email, and uh, between the two of us, we'll get it figured out. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it, it, it's just something that uh, we'd like to do if you are available to do it. I know you've got a million things going on, so... Do what you got to do there, and uh, thank you so much for being a part of the program today, and uh, and keep up your uh, your your faith and your mission and your journey, and uh, we certainly uh, we we appreciate it and we thank you for your time. 
I thank you so much for playing our shows every week because if you didn't help me get a voice because I'm constantly censored on social media, if you didn't do what you did and us working together, I would be just talking to my four kids with the same repetitive information. <laughs> so thank you for giving our team a voice. Our, our, our ministry team that blows my mind. I wish I would have had my team 15 years ago and it takes all of us working together. So thank you for playing our program. Right. Thank you, listeners, for being dedicated listeners. And I know that the listeners for this program do something about what we're talking about. It just encourages me to never stop moving forward. So uh, thank you so much for today. Tina Griffin, take care. Thank you again. And we'll have you back. Like I said, I'll be in touch, and we'll figure something out as far as getting you on. If it's once a month or every couple of weeks, whatever works best. Tina sounds uh, very busy. And, again, uh, you go to Counterculture. Uh, mom.com and you can find out more about uh, just exactly what it is she does and uh, the message that she is uh, is is passing along to uh, parents sometimes it's not easy being a parent for one reason or another you could be a single parent uh, and maybe you just feel overwhelmed and sometimes that's not a good thing or if you just you know, we, we, we could all use a little advice once in a while when it comes to raising our children. Even as we get older, sometimes they'll do something and uh, or, or maybe ask something of us, and we're not quite sure what to do, how to approach it, how to respond. Tina does a good job, plus she uh, touches on a variety of other different topics as far as uh, things that uh, you may be interested in, and I encourage you to check her out. 849, 849 is our time. And uh, speaking of, uh, here's another story of, of, of kids. This is actually from pjmedia.com. It's called The Insanity Rap. Barney, the dinosaur is getting rebooted with an excruciating twist. Now, I don't know how many of you, I was one of them, invested in the Barney videos for my son to watch when he was very little. And he enjoyed Barney. He liked it. They taught good lessons and taught kids how to be nice to each other. And uh, there were times when I sat there and watched right along with him because that's what he wanted me to do. He's like, Dad, come in and let's watch Barney together. Okay, not a problem. But Barney the Dinosaur is coming back, but like a zombie, worse than before. And with a hunger for brains, that's the big crazy on today's insanity rap, an entire week's worth of lefty nuttiness wrapped up in one easy-to-swallow medicated new capsule. Plus, uh, it says here, another dude in a dress explaining periods. There's nothing worse than those evil SOBs who cure blindness. You'll never believe what costs more than gas in some places. They've got a video here, but obviously I can't show you the uh, video. It says, here's your weekly reminder that TikTok is the CCP's cultural malware. With an algorithm designed to do two things, hook kids on the dopamine response to short, addictive videos while positively highlighting division and mental health issues, ban it, ban it now. Exit questions. Our exit question, I had to bail after just nine seconds, how about you? So, Barney the Dinosaur gets a relaunch from Mattel, and, and like everything else, this is what this is what's troubling. In most cases, people cannot come up with any fresh ideas, with any new ideas. We have sequel after sequel when it comes to movies. We have movies that are redone. 
I can't wait to see the Rocky series, the Rambo series, the Indiana Jones series start all over again with a different actor playing the lead role. Who would you have other than Sylvester Stallone as Rocky or Rambo? Who would you have other than Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones? Well, there is one more Indiana Jones movie that has come out. I'd like to see it. I was always a big fan of the Indiana Jones series. But there is no one out there, and, and they just brought recently brought Night Court back. I'm surprised they haven't tried to bring Cheers back or some of these other shows. They did that 70s show, and then they had like a spinoff called, what was it, that 90s show or something? I don't know. Trying to be relevant, trying to basically focus on things that have already been done. And that's what's sad, as we're infiltrated by certain types of uh, situations and the things that our kids are dealing with and things that we're dealing with in this day and age, they just don't really come up with any fresh ideas. I like songs that use a line or a hook from another song and you know people haven't heard the song where the hook is coming from they've never heard that song before and so they're not aware that the song even exists they think that this person this artist has come up with some really new uh, enjoyable way of, 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 of entertaining people when that's not the case however Barney the Dinosaur gets relaunched from Mattel. If you were a uh, single 20-something like me when Barney the Dinosaur launched in the 90s, the very mention of his name was cringe-inducing. And that song, that song even now, as a mellowed 50-something with kids, that song still brings the cringe. But you know what? Barney wasn't all that bad. Yes, the costumes were goofy, and the acting and scripts were not exactly Oscar-worthy. In the end, though... There was a friendly guy in a child-friendly costume giving out hugs and unconditional love. Was Barney really so bad? Sure, it was cringe uh, to me at the time, but I wasn't the target. Small kids who could happily suspend their disbelief over a guy in a goofy suit were the target audience, and even smaller kids, so innocent they didn't yet have any disbelief to suspend, uh, what an age to be right, right? Barney catered to those kids and catered to them so well that the show ran for 18 years and endlessly in reruns and on home video. Mattel is bringing him back next year as an animated character with a range of consumer products aimed at the under six set. Out with the charmingly goofy guy wearing a purple dinosaur suit in with the South Korean animation farm. Viewers will no longer be treated to real kids giving and getting hugs. Instead, And this is the kicker. Barney is getting updated to address modern issues. Mattel Television's Fred Suley said in creating the new series, it was important to us that we properly reflect the world that kids today live in so that the series can deliver meaningful lessons about navigating it. So I'm thinking a lot of the things that we've talked about. Certainly the transgender issue. Um... And other things along those lines will be brought to the table. I've been writing about woke stuff for years, and I know the code. Whenever you read language like properly reflect the world that kids live in today, what they really mean is this uh, will peddle the latest propaganda directly into your kids' brains while you're busy in the other room, trusting us not to do exactly what we're doing. Brings an all-new meaning to the phrase target audience, doesn't it, right? 
Maybe I'm wrong about the new Barney. I hope I'm wrong, but it says here, you know I'm right. <laughs> you know that somebody came back around and said, we've got this perfectly good purple dinosaur sitting on the shelf that needs to be revisited, needs to be uh, readdressed, redone, reinvigorated, whatever. And now we've got a new outlet, not necessarily a new outlet per se, but an outlet that we know little kids will pay attention to and get the message. And you're going to be driving along in your car one day, and your kid's going to blurt something out. You're going to slam on the brakes as if you were about to get into a wreck and say, where in the hell did you hear that? And they'll tell you. And the decision I guess you have to make at that point is whether or not you will go home and get rid of all of the Barney materials that you have in your home. It could be something simple. And I would imagine in most cases it's probably going to be a situation where uh, it's a video or a website or you join, you know, you spend 50 bucks or whatever and your kid gets unlimited access to all the Barney videos and can be a member of the Barney club and can wear the Barney shirt. And it's kind of like that, uh, was it uh, Tiny Shark or whatever? Oh, my Lord. I heard that uh, that song the other day, and it, it's almost well. It is worse than 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 fingernails on a chalkboard. Hmm. <laughs> Quick story before we get to the top of the hour. Mr. Beast's video has been viewed by more than one hundred million, uh, or, or more than one hundred million times in just two weeks. It's nearly impossible to make it more than thirty seconds in before. The Internet uh, transmissible onion fumes start pouring out of your screen. The eight-minute short has 8.4 million thumbs up, and that's just on YouTube. Everybody loves seeing people, no pun intended, getting their sight back because it's a beautiful, enabling experience. Except for this, uh, it says, well, asshat at TechCrunch. Recently, megastar creator Mr. Beast posted a video on his YouTube in which he spotlights numerous blind and visually impaired people having who have uh, undergone a surgical procedure that cures their blindness. As of this writing, the video has been viewed by more than se- or been viewed more than 76 million times, and the responses have been visceral in both praise and contempt. For his part, Mr. Beast has taken to Twitter to publicly bemoan the fact that so many are so angry at him for putting on what amounts to be a publicity stunt under the guise of selfless charity. The truth is straightforward. The video uh, was more um, obese than uh, altruistic. The biggest problem with uh, wanting to cure blindness, the miserable Stephen Aquino continues, is that it reinforces a moral superiority of sorts by those uh, without disabilities over those who are disabled. Oh, do shut up, it says. I'm done arguing with vile misanthropes like Aquino, who seem to get smug, uh, some smug thrill out of de- uh, denigrating people who restore sight to the blind. And you should be too. Just tell them to shut up and move along. It says here, at the very least, somebody at TechCrunch had enough self-awareness and or shame to close the comments on Aquino's article. What? Oh. Hmm. 8.59. 
Republican politicians saying we should just shoot down the spy balloon don't understand the complexity of the situation. Do they think they know more than the professionals in our military? The Chinese spy balloon has been shot down. Thank you to President Biden and, importantly, to our terrific military. This was posted by the same person, by the way. First questioning it and then giving the president two thumbs up on shooting it down. (laughs) Oh, you got to love it. We are going to take our top-of-the-hour break and bring in Stacy Johnson with a check of local news at lakeexpo.com. And then we will follow up our conversation, our well, our information break here at the top of the hour. We'll get you caught up on the weather forecast. I'll just tell you, folks, it's going to rain, so keep the umbrella with you all day long because you never know when that stuff is going to pop up. Uh, quite frankly, yes, it is uh, going to be a little windy as well, but we'll uh, talk about all of that uh, here after our information break. And then... We will talk to children, children who are being homeschooled, and find out what they think all about it. And you can join us for the conversation right here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. The Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right. You've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, February 14th. A wild crash on Highway 17 left a woman with serious injuries on Sunday morning. According to Missouri Highway Patrol, at about 11.36 in the morning, Deborah Bechtel was driving a Lincoln Continental south on Highway 17. The patrol says the vehicle went off the right side of the road, went airborne, and then rolled onto the driver's side. Bechtel had serious injuries and was taken to Capital Region Hospital for treatment. The CEO for Osage Casinos fired back last week after a Senate hearing where proponents of a casino built by private investors at Lake of the Ozarks spoke against an Indian casino. In an opinion piece published by LakeExpo.com, Osage Casinos CEO Kimberly Pearson took issue with what she said were racist and false claims. Pearson says the Osage Nation's plans to build a casino at Lake of the Ozarks are moving forward, and she emphasized the nation's commitment to work with community groups and local authorities as the Osage Nation reclaims a portion of its ancestral land. It's Valentine's Day, and if you're planning a romantic evening, the Lake Area's restaurants are offering special menus for couples. LakeExpo.com has a list of 16 local restaurants and their Valentine's deals. You can find that list, plus more news, events, boating, and the lake life, all at LakeExpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program, featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us 
Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor Program on 89.3 The Key. Jumpstart the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozark's Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to billm at orioncenter.org. That's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And be a part of Ozarks Voices. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739. your daily dose of news sports weather and more with kb on the daily show 
weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. 906, and good morning. Thank you for joining us here on The Daily Show, hour number two. On the program tomorrow, we're going to talk with Attorney Fozzie Simon. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some things regarding the recent legalization of recreational marijuana. We'll also talk with Professor Jim Paisley, and I'll tell you more about uh, his discussion coming up in a little bit, a little bit later on in the hour. So you got up this morning and you saw some clouds, and I think we kind of talked about the fact that there might be rain 47 in Osage Beach at the current time, looking for a high today of 59. And a rain chance at about, uh, well, it says here, 100%. Winds out of the south at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Some clouds this evening giving way to a mainly clear sky and an overnight low of around 40. Sunny and 59 tomorrow. Cloudy and 36 on Thursday. Sunny and 43 on Friday. Clouds and 54 on Saturday. Then mostly sunny and uh, how about 61 on Sunday. So I think there's a lot of good things that uh, we can look forward to, the weather being one of them. And we've been fortunate to have some nice uh, nice weekends during the winter months. Let's see here, folks. At 9.08, I will tell you that uh, I have a guest panel in the studio with me. And um, some of you can see on our SRG Financial Advisors key radio and studio camera. Did you, did you wave at him? Give yeah. him a wave. Everybody go ahead and wave. It's all right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Hey, good morning. My panel of uh, of experts here this morning, uh, Grace, would you be the oldest, you think? Would you be the oldest person on the panel? How old are you? 11. And Brennan, how old are you? Turning 11 this year. 11. And uh, Levi, how old are you, buddy? Six. Six. So my two oldest panelists are 11, and then we have a six-year-old panelist in, in here as well. And returning with their children here this morning are... Uh, Lindsay Waltman and uh, Charlene Moore. And ladies, it's good to see you again. Thanks for coming in. These ladies have no idea where this is going. (laughs) But what we wanted to do, and that makes parents nervous. I'm not going to give you any bad advice today or teach you any bad habits. But I will tell you, if you want to keep your moms on edge, sometimes it's okay just not to tell them what you're going to (laughs) do or what you're going to say. But we've already agreed that through... What we discuss in this room today, nobody gets in trouble. Everybody is free to say what's on their mind. There will be no repercussions. There will be no issues, no problems, no nothing. Anything you want to say, anything you want to talk about is is all good. It's all fair game. Because we're going to ask you to talk to us this morning about what it's like to be homeschooled. And does everybody kind of understand that? That's where we're going with this? So there's not going to be any trick questions I won't ask you. I might ask you what your favorite color is. I might ask you, you know, <clears throat> Brennan was, was digging my calendar that you can't see on the camera over here. It's the bacon camera, our bacon calendar, and it says bacon wrapped deliciousness. And he said, man, that calendar looks great, man. That's making, is it making you hungry? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Well, when you get done, you know, zip home and, uh, and you know, throw some, some bacon in the oven or however you do it, fry it up in the pan and make yourself a BLT. So, all three of you are homeschooled children. Do you enjoy it? Is it fun? Yes. Yeah? What are some of the things that you enjoy about being homeschooled? Well, I don't have to get up in the morning and wait for the bus. I don't have to stand outside when it's raining or snowing. I can sit inside and watch the other kids get on the bus, and they have to sit in their 
parents' cars and stuff like that. What what do you what do you enjoy, Brendan? What do you enjoy about homeschooling? Um, I wake up at eight. Uh-huh. Oh, nice! Very good. Very nice. Eight o'clock. I wish I could do that. I get up about four every morning. Ooh. Yeah, about the time you're going to bed, I'm getting up. Right. So you get up at eight o'clock in the morning, and and what do you do when you get up in the morning? What's the first thing you always do? Eat. Eat. Eight o'clock, and you're eating. And and we talked a little bit about your fascination with bacon. So I would imagine maybe bacon is is on the menu once in a while. Yeah. So when do you actually get to the the homeschooling process? I mean, is it eight thirty, nine o'clock, and 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 how does that all start? Do you have to be in class at a certain time? Does your mom expect you to be there? Ready to go as soon as uh, it's time to start? Um, oh, no, maybe not. I don't know what time I start at. Well, you you get, okay, so you get up and you eat breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. And then do you, like, uh, you know, wash your face and hands, brush your teeth, comb your hair, get your clothes on, and then it's time to go to school? Is that kind of how it works? Tell them what our official uniform is. Oh, a uniform. What um, is your- Oh, like, we wear, like, normal clothes. Yeah. Like. Oh, pajamas? And sometimes pajamas. Sometimes pajamas. So you're jamming. You got a decent time that you get up, you get fed, and you kind of get to hang out in your pajamas once in a while. Not all the time, but once yeah, in a while. Not all yeah, the time. Yeah. So, Levi, tell me, buddy, what's, uh, what's homeschooling like for you? What do you do as far as homeschooling? Do you like homeschooling? Yes. Yes. He's good. He knows what he's doing there. Yeah. Get a hold of that. Get that mic right in front of you, buddy. Absolutely. So, uh, how do you start your day? What time do you get up? Do you do you know what time you get up, or just when you wake up? I just wake up. You just wake up. Okay. And then you you get up in the morning, and 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 what do you do to get ready for school? Do you eat? Do you get dressed? Do you wash your face? I eat. Then I go to. You eat and you go right. You're ready to go. As soon as you get some food in you, you are ready for school. What are some of the subjects that you learn in school when you when you go to when you when you're homeschooled? Math. Uh huh. And reading. Math and reading. What's your favorite? Reading. Reading. Why do you like reading so much? Because you, then I can learn my letters. You can learn your letters. Very good. Very good. So do you get to hang out in your pajamas once in a while? I don't really use pajamas. Oh, hey, good man. I stopped wearing them. I stopped wearing them a few years ago myself. I always like the, the footy pajamas. You like those? They've got the little feet already in them. Keep your feet warm when you're sleeping. Yeah, I like those. Yeah. So let's talk to Grace over here and ask Grace. Grace, what do you do? How do you start your day when it, when it uh, comes to homeschooling? Well, I get up and do my chore, and mm-hmm. then I go to school. You do your chores, so mom makes you work a little bit before you have to start school. What do you normally? What are your chores in the morning? Laundry. Laundry. Wow, it's kind of an awesome chore. If you're not the one that has to do the laundry, I guess, right? Right. Mm, I gotta do the laundry. I've got to do the laundry. <laughs> I've got to do. Is that what you do basically every day? Yeah. As far as homeschooling goes, what do you like about homeschooling? What do you enjoy? Um, like, what's my favorite thing? That or if, if there's other things that you like just about homeschooling, uh, the fact that you get to be at home. Well, I like have, being able to stay in my pajamas. Oh, very nice. Very nice. What uh, What are some of your uh, some of the subjects that you you study? Um, the 
Mm-hmm. English, spelling, and reading. What do you uh, What do you like the most? Math and reading. How come? Because I like to read a lot, mm-hmm. and um, math is easy. Do you, wow, well, do you read outside of, of school? Do you have a, a favorite author or favorite books or a favorite series of books that you like to read? No. No, just anything? Yeah. What are some of the, what are some of your favorite subjects that you like to read about? Birds, dogs, cars, what do you like to read about? All of them. All of them? Well, that's good. Well, you seem like you have a, that maybe you're very well-rounded when it comes to reading because you like to read a lot of different things. Is there anything that you don't like about homeschool? There's nothing that I don't like. There's nothing? Way to go, Mom. <laughs> Way to go, Mom. How about you, Brennan? Is there anything you don't like about homeschooling? Um... It's okay to say it just because your mom's right behind you. You can still say it. Say whatever's on your mind. Mind. What do you, what do you think? Nothing really. Nothing really? You just yeah. enjoy it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you get up at 8. You eat breakfast. You can hang out in your pajamas. What are some of your favorite subjects or, or some of the things? What are some of the f- things first that you learn about? And and then uh, what what's one of your favorites or what is your favorite, I guess? Um, my favorite subjects uh-huh. is math, science, um, language. Arts and social studies. Right. And that's it. What's your favorite? Uh, social studies and language arts and yeah. uh, science. Science. Are you looking at maybe getting into science at some point? Being a scientist? <laughs> Finding a cure for something or, or just doing something cool? I just like science. Do you? That's awesome. How do you, how do you, uh, what types of things do you do as far as science is concerned? Uh, you obviously read about it and and things like that. Do you get to do any experiments or get to go on field trips or get out of the house and see what's going on? Or what, do you, what does your mom do for for your science? Um, hmm. I do computer school. Oh, well, you do computer school, so a lot of the stuff do you do is... experiments on the... Right. In the yeah. Oh, very nice. So you don't make a big mess in the house. No. <laughs> and your mom probably appreciates the daylights out of that. Because she doesn't have somebody that can come in behind you and, and clean everything up. So we've got the, the basic subjects that the kids learn. And, uh, and, and, and I guess the, the process that you go through. Do you have, uh, Levi, do you have a, a spelling test or anything that you have to take? Or, or what are some of the things that you have to do? Because I would imagine after you learn something, they want to make sure that you retain that knowledge, which means... You've, you've picked it up and, and you know kind of what you're talking about. Do you have tests? Do you have quizzes? How do you do that? Do they test you on things like after you learn about something? No? No, not at all. What's that? <laughs> He's in kindergarten. Oh, well, not quite that age yet. You're still young. You're still developing some basic skills. How about you, Grace? What do you uh, do? You take tests and, and quizzes like everybody else? or? I've got computer work, but uh-huh. um, yeah. Yeah. I do. Do you like the fact that you're around, you know, your family a lot? You spend a lot of time with your family being homeschooled? Yes. Do you like that? Do you get to hang out with your friends, and, and do you have other kids that you hang out with that are homeschooled as well? Where do we go on Mondays? Co-op. Right? So you go and you hang out with other kids that are homeschooled and, and just do normal kid stuff, right? 
just pretty what are some of the things that you like to do just just to have fun just to have fun uh-huh um i don't know if there's any places where kids can roller skate around here or if you like to go ice skating or you like to get out and play frisbee or uh talk on the phone or i like to play legos you like to play legos see i'm a lego i'm a lego fan too i enjoy playing legos i it looks kind of weird, a 57-year-old man sitting in a room by himself playing with Legos, but <laughs> as long as there's nobody around and no cameras to record it, I think that's perfectly fine. That's okay. That's going to be that's going to be something that I, I do when I get the time to do it. So overall, you guys like what it is that you do, and you have fun with it, and it's, it's a learning experience. Do you go on field trips? Do you get out and get to go places and see things? At co-op, we do. At co-op, you do? Mm-hmm. What... Uh, Moms, one of the moms can maybe you can help us with that a little bit. Tell us what co-op is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So co-op, we have every Monday, and the parents all get together, and each of us teach different classes right. there. So we might have art classes for the kids, or music, or um, phys ed. There's also animal science and ge- um, geography, and then we also have a yearbook class. So they're making our yearbook for the year for mm-hmm. that. Um, so there's just a lot of different options for the kids to pick from and do, and then they get an opportunity to meet with other homeschool children as right. well and have that group. So we have about 50 kids in our co-op um, in the middle of nowhere in Roach, so <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. So do you, when you want to figure out where your child is at before you start them in the homeschooling process, what are some of the things that you do? Do you give them some sort of an evaluation, and then based on the evaluation, then you kind of know where to start with it? So each curriculum will have a different um, placement test usually. Right. So you can do that to see which grade they're going in. So if you do switch curriculum even, sometimes they go lower in a grade, sometimes they go higher in a grade, depending mm-hmm. on what that textbook is for. Now, most of my kids have always been homeschooled, so I know we're starting at bare bones nothing. Right. And we go from there. So. Right. And how did it, how did it happen that you decided you wanted to – Lindsay, maybe you can talk to us about this – that you decided you wanted to homeschool your son. What was it? Here, let's bring this up just a little bit so you can talk into the microphone. Um, I think we discussed this a little bit last time, but um, we lived in an area that did not have great schools, Mm -hmm. and um, they were kind of dangerous. And so uh, we decided to put our children in, um, well, our oldest at the time, in a private school. And then my husband was going to school for full time. Mm And we couldn't afford it anymore after the second one went in. So uh, we prayed about it, and we felt like we should just start homeschooling. Now. Sure. Mm-hmm. What is it that uh, there, there are parents out there, obviously, that uh, might consider something like this to be a bit overwhelming, that I couldn't teach my kids? Yeah. And, and, and what do you tell them? And, and just like you at some point, you decided this is what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And what were some things that you were thinking about that – were kind of like obstacles. You mentioned that you've prayed a lot about various things. Yeah. What were some of the first things that came to your mind as far as wanting to homeschool your kids, and did you think that you were capable of, of overcoming those? Um, I was like, are you sure, God? <laughs> um, but, I mean, he has faith in me, so mm-hmm. I have faith in him to help me out whenever it gets too hard. Right. And I'm not going to lie, it is hard. Like, um, but anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to um, really just find what works for you. Sure. 
That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Are there different uh, methods? Are there different uh, curriculums? Are there different ways of doing things mm-hmm. that parents who may find it a little bit more of a daunting task and kind of ease into it? Mm-hmm. Because I think about the last thing that you want to do is decide that you want to homeschool your kids, and then you get into it and realize, well, maybe this isn't right. uh, something that I should have been involved in, and you end up sending them back to the school Well. In your case, you said it was not really right. some place that you wanted your kids mm-hmm. to be. It was dangerous and various mm-hmm. other things. Charlene, uh, maybe you can uh, speak to this as well as far as wanting to homeschool your children. What, what, what was something that really kind of made you decide this is a direction you wanted to go? Okay, so this was primarily my husband. He really wanted to homeschool. He was raised under uh, Delaware public schools, so mm-hmm. you got Joe Biden's public schools. You <laughs> That's pretty much what you're looking at. Right. So he didn't want our kids to have anything to do with that. Um, so he was a big proponent of it and really encouraged it in our home. So, um, I think I mentioned this on the last program, the bridge went out when we were going to send her to private school. And so never mind, I'll just homeschool her rather than drive her an hour, an hour back each time. So something that might make sense. I mean, uh, good Lord, look at what things cost these days. Yeah. Price of gas, price of food. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you have to consider as a parent and really prioritize things. And certainly your children are at the top of the list when it comes to priorities, but then you have all those other things below that. And, you know, what do I put in place that makes sense? How do I do things so that, you know, my kids don't slip through the cracks? Right. And there's tons of curriculum. So if you have a child that's struggling, there's curriculum that's geared more toward them. Mm -hmm. There's curriculum that's uh, more rigorous. So if you have a child that wants to go into some high degree field, you can also set them up for success there too. So it just depends on what your goals are for each individual child. Right. I often wonder, you know, if you come across children who have disabilities, yeah. do they have curriculums for the uh, for those children as well, if parents feel that that's something that they would, uh, would yeah. like to address? So I actually have a child with dyslexia, uh-huh. and so we have her in a program called Lexia Core 5. It was originally made specifically for homeschoolers through Rosetta Stone. Right. Now it's geared more for public schools, and, of course, it costs twice as much to use now. But, um, but yeah, I have one of my kids in that program. And then there's also some resources I know, like Christy Hancock, she has a, um, a center there in Lynn Creek, mm-hmm. and she can do some studies and things on vision and audio sensory things um, to help with those learning disabilities as well. So, now See, that's something I didn't even think about. I remember as kids being in school, we got our hearing test and we got our eye test, and it seems like we got them when we were in grade school just about every year because that's probably the one point where you know, you're really trying to determine whether or not maybe your kids, if, if they're not paying attention in class, is there a reason why? Mm-hmm. And you, it's not just because the teacher thinks they need Ritalin like they thought I needed. And my mother, God love her, um, said, absolutely not. You're not right. giving that to my kid. You know, you're not going to just dumb him down and then stick him in the corner in hopes that he learns something. Right. If he's a challenge, well, isn't that what you get paid for to deal with some of these challenges? So, um I don't know how that even works in this day and age if they, uh, you know, maybe separate some of the kids that have issues with learning uh, or kids that are disruptive or they encourage parents to put them on some sort of a pharmaceutical. And I would imagine certainly with what we saw uh, from COVID and kids getting shots, and there were a lot of parents. I have a very good friend. His... Uh, his his stance on getting his kids vaccinated was absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. And he caught a lot of uh, flack from the school about it. 
you know, to the point where they try to really guilt you more or less. You know what I mean? As, as parents, why wouldn't you want to keep your child healthy? Mm-hmm. Right. So just give the kid the shot and be done with it so that they can go to school or they can, you know, get out in public or, you know, or it, it, do they? It, so it's important to know that in Missouri, every single child you, you don't actually have to be vaccinated to go to school. They'll tell you that. Mm. You can get an exemption, and religious exemptions are the same as philosophical re- exemptions according to the Missouri Constitution. Right. So if somebody doesn't want to give certain vaccines, and you know they just added COVID to the childhood schedule. Right. So if they don't want to do that, they can do an exemption. Mm. It doesn't take anything. Just fill out a paper. And according to law, you only have to fill out a letter. Now, a lot of the health departments are requiring a certain form and causing all kinds of havoc, but you don't have to do that according to law. Well, it would seem to me that, again, this would be something that they would try to almost guilt parents into doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, do. and, and that, uh, you know, you don't want to get your kid vaccinated. Well, you know, your kid could be bringing all this harm and, uh, you know, other things with them to school. But look at all the people that come in over the southern border, and we have no idea whether or not they're, they're vaccinated at all or what they might be carrying with them when they come into the country. And nobody seems to want to stop them. So... So, you guys, I'm going to ask you a a couple more questions before we get to uh, the bottom of the hour, and then we'll take a break, and you guys can can relax because I know that this is – you guys are starting to loosen up. I can see that. Brendan is enjoying the microphone. Have you ever considered maybe a career in radio? you ever think about maybe doing what I'm doing? No, good for you. Don't stay stay doing what you're doing there. Learn and uh, and prosper and, and go be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. So you know, as far as your as far as your homeschooling goes, do you participate in any kind of sports or anything like that? Do you like sports? Do you like doing extracurricular activities outside the house with some of your home homeschooling friends? Um, we don't do that, but um, I do like a sport, which mm-hmm. is basketball. Oh, you play basketball? Very good. Where do you play basketball at? Um, I don't play basketball, but I like to um, play it. I um, have a basketball um, thingy. Oh, at your house? Yeah. Uh, at your house? There's one at the church. Too. Oh, very nice. So do you play? Uh, do you play like in a church league with other kids in your church? No. No. How about you guys down there on that end? Do you guys? play any sports or participate in any activities outside of uh outside of home with your friends i think i mentioned that to you grace maybe some of the things that you do but uh, are you involved in sports at all do you play baseball basketball soccer we used to play volleyball Uh uh-huh and you like playing volleyball yeah yeah well it's uh, probably something you can do when you get a little bit older right we actually are starting um, a homeschool athletic program right. called LOZ Homeschool Athletic Work, uh, Association. Okay. So it's going to be Home of the Dragons. So that's going to be our mascot. Outstanding. Um, based on the lake. Um, so, yeah. So we are hoping to have basketball for girls and boys mm-hmm. this fall right. along with girls volleyball. And in the spring, we're hoping to have flag football, maybe mm-hmm. soccer. We're looking sure. That sure. Well. I think we talked a little bit about that the last time that you guys were here. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, you know, it's just like anything else. You just have to start it, get it started, and then it'll all fall into place. Well, I'm glad the uh, three of you could join us this morning, Brennan, Levi, and Grace. And their moms are here, and I think we're going to talk maybe a little bit more with you guys, but we're going to talk some more with your moms about school choice, because I know that that's something that's very important at this point, and uh, we're wondering whether or not uh, our legislators up in Jeff City are going to get it. 9.30 is our time. We'll come back and talk some more on the other side of the break. 
We've got uh, Stacy Johnson with a check of local news from lakeexpo.com. And we also have an opportunity to uh, talk with you if you'd like to uh, jump in here and join us this morning as part of The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, February 14th. A wild crash on Highway 17 left a woman with serious injuries on Sunday morning. According to Missouri Highway Patrol, at about 11.36 in the morning, Deborah Bechtel was driving a Lincoln Continental south on Highway 17. The patrol says the vehicle went off the right side of the road, went airborne, and then rolled onto the driver's side. Bechtel had serious injuries and was taken to Capital Region Hospital for treatment. The CEO for Osage Casinos fired back last week after a Senate hearing where proponents of a casino built by private investors at Lake of the Ozarks spoke against an Indian casino. In an opinion piece published by LakeExpo.com, Osage Casinos CEO Kimberly Pearson took issue with what she said were racist and false claims. Pearson says the Osage Nation's plans to build a casino at Lake of the Ozarks are moving forward, and she emphasized the nation's commitment to work with community groups and local authorities as the Osage Nation reclaims a portion of its ancestral land. It's Valentine's Day, and if you're planning a romantic evening, the Lake Area's restaurants are offering special menus for couples. LakeExpo.com has a list of 16 local restaurants and their Valentine's deals. You can find that list, plus more news, events, boating, and the lake life, all at LakeExpo.com. Don't miss the 2023 Home Business and Lake Living Expo coming to the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center on February 17th and 18th. Join us Friday 3 to 7 or Saturday 9 to 5 and explore goods and services for home, business, and lake leisure all under one roof. Free admission, free parking, free shuttle, plus attendees can register to participate in various door prize giveaways. Expo 2023 is presented by the Camdenton Area Chamber of Commerce and sponsored by Central Bank and Oakstar Bank. For more information, visit CamdentonChamber.com. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. On August 21st, a solar eclipse will sweep across the United States straight through Missouri. Millions of people are expected to watch as the moon entirely covers the face of the sun. Isn't it lucky that the apparent size of the moon is nearly the same as the sun? That's what atheists would say. But researchers at the Discovery Institute see it as evidence of design because solar eclipses are more than a novelty but an important observational tool. For example, by observing stars that are invisible except during an eclipse, 
eclipse, astronomers were able to watch the sun bend their light, making them appear out of place in the sky and confirming Einstein's theory of relativity. The evidence is that the same conditions that make life possible on Earth also provide the ideal setting for scientific observations. It's a matter of what believers ought to believe. The Earth is designed for our benefit and the universe isn't random. The heavens declare the glory of God. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Bikers Against Child Abuse, BACA, exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established, united organization. If you'd like to know more about BACA, please visit our website at bacaworld.org or call 1-866-71-ABUSE. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. key. It is 9.37, coming up on the program tomorrow. Again, we will talk things over with Fozzie Simon, local attorney. We're going to uh, talk about some things that I'm sure concern a lot of people when it comes to, well, your firearms. And, uh, you know, they've legalized recreational marijuana in the state of Missouri, and so... That might be something that we touch on. We'll also talk a little bit about expungement and figure out what it is that uh, is, is going to be happening there because, as you know, uh, they legalized uh, recreational marijuana, and uh, all of a sudden, some of that stuff, if uh, anybody has anything on their record, might just go away. We'll see. We'll also uh, get an opportunity, as I said, to uh, talk with Fozzie and uh, to talk with Professor Jim Paisley. And uh, his topic for the week is, who are they? When the president speaks, he frequently says, they tell me not to take questions. They tell me to end this meeting. They tell me it is the correct response. They tell me not to discuss Chinese balloons. Who the heck are they? Obviously, someone has a lot of influence over the president. Who is it? Where did they come from? How do they gain such power? 
Tune in tomorrow morning at 910 with our true history professor, Professor Jim Paisley, and find out. Now, I will tell you kids that we've talked to Professor Paisley about maybe coming and talking to you guys about history. And I know you're a little young, and history probably doesn't really have as much of an effect on you as it does when you get a little bit older. But there's, see, there's this thing that happens. It seems like we go through a cycle. And when we go through a cycle, we have a tendency to kind of go through some of the same things. Like we go through a cycle, and then we go through another cycle. And the cycle we're going through now has a tendency to repeat itself with some of the things that happen and things that have already happened in history. And Professor Paisley is really good about taking what's going on now and relating that to what already happened. And they're like, I don't even care. (laughs) Get me out of here. I've got stuff I'm going to be doing. Did you? Brennan actually said, get me out of here. That's fine. I don't want to get out of here. No, you guys are fine. Hey, you know, at least I'm getting you out of school for a while. Did yeah. you think about that? Yeah, we're getting, we're getting out. We got a field trip. And you get extra credit points and everything. So while everybody was, was enjoying the break, we were feeding the dog and, and kind of hanging out and talking a little bit. And so do, and I know you, you probably are, are not at a point yet where you've decided what you'd like to do with your life. I mean, Heck, you're only six years old, right? <laughs> so what about uh, what about either one of you, Grace or Brendan? Is, is there something that you see yourselves doing when you grow up, something you'd like to do mm-hmm. that you're learning about in your homeschooling? How about you, Brendan? I want to be a dentist. A dentist? Well, guess what? I will be your patient because I need to go to the dentist really bad, <laughs> really bad. How about you, Grace? I um, used to want to do dance. Uh huh. What do you want to do now? I don't know yet. You don't know yet? That's good. Because you're 11, you're 11, so then if you decide to go off to college, do they, here's a, here's a question, can you homeschool your kids through higher education as well? Do they have something like that? Do they have that option available? No? I don't think so. No. Not with college. No, not with college. There's colleges out there that will take homeschoolers. Yeah. And, and from what I understand, they kind of look forward to getting an application from a child who's been homeschooled. And why is that? They're self-motivated, self-starters, right. responsible. They'll get their work in and done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been recruiting homeschoolers for the past two decades, probably. We right. had a group, you know, we had a college admittance <laughs> officer come into our homeschool group, oh, 15 years ago mm-hmm. and talk about how she wants homeschoolers to apply. This is who we want in our schools. So, I mean, it's been a long process. Um, so when uh, when we had the two of you in, Charlene Moore and uh, Lindsay Waltman, and of course Grace Levi and Brennan, uh, who are with us this morning, we talked a little bit about school choice. And so some things have been happening in the Missouri legislature regarding school choice. I don't know if it's the things that you were hoping for, <clears throat> but where do you see this going? Do you think it's something that they will really get taken care of in this legislative session, or do you think it'll take a few legislative sessions before they kind of figure out what they want to do as far as school choice is concerned? Well, they know exactly what they want to do as school choice, but the whole problem is it's government following the student. Mm-hmm. Like they tell you it's money following the student, but it's not. It's the government following the money following the student. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far we haven't been able to get very many legislators on board. Um, they keep talking accountability, accountability, accountability. If the money's going there, uh, it, it's kind of an oxymoron because they'll say, well, it's not really the government money because it's 
tax credit money. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they say, well, we need accountability because it's our money going. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, half dozen or the other. Mm -hmm. um, the, the biggest thing is the regulations that are coming with it. And, you know, the goal for homeschoolers everywhere, and one thing we've been advocating for for the last, you know, 15, 20 years mm -hmm. is freedom in homeschooling. The reason homeschooling is successful is because we're devoid of the government. We, we leave them out of it and we do our thing. And homeschooling is kind of a, a culture and a lifestyle and it's it's not what they're trying to make it through school choice they're making it more of school at home government right. school at home right yeah. more regimented more following their rules and regulations right and so i guess you know when someone and, and it's probably been going on for a long time before it really got organized to the point of where it is today yeah. And so then somebody in the government realized, well, uh, these kids aren't getting all the little uh, bits of propaganda that we want to throw at them as well. And so I don't know if you heard my interview at all last hour with Tina Griffin. Mm -hmm. And Tina was talking about the fact that one of the things that they're really trying to do is control the population. And, and through this new world order, mm -hmm. the goal is to try and control the population mm -hmm. as best they can. And so they're throwing a lot of these things at kids in public schools and in certain arenas where they, you know, they have a lot of kids uh, and, and try to plant these ideas in their brains at a young age so that essentially, I guess, uh, that there's hope that they take this with them. And, uh, you know, like anything else, when you plant the seed for the tree, you hope it grows and bears fruit and that that fruit is, in, you know, is enjoyed by other people who then buy into that same philosophy. Is that where you see a lot of this going, is, is, is to how they're addressing kids in schools these days? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you want to. Go ahead. Well, one of the concerns with <clears throat> private schools in particular is the government's giving so much money. It's almost $7,000 per student in Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's only in these big cities at this point. They want to expand it. That's something that we don't want. Um, but with the private schools especially, the money is going to follow there. So you're getting $7,000 per student. That tuition rate is going to go up. Mm -hmm. It is going to be unaffordable, especially for people who don't want to take the money. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have people who it's supposed to help to begin with, and it's not actually going to help them because they're not going to be able to make up the difference in that tuition. Right. So like anything else, any of this money that's offered is, is money that comes with strings attached. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. And in the goal is is the goal to try and push these kids out of the homeschooling uh, environment into public schools. What what direction are they trying to take? I think the this? biggest goal is just government over all of it. Yeah. Again, if you get on the educational arm of the UN, that's called UNESCO. If you get on there, it talks about how they want all education under a single system, mm -hmm. and this is the way to do it. They push school choice on there. Yeah. So I mean, this is the goal that our Republican legislators are pushing is the UN's goal for education. Would there be any type of penalties for kids who they find out are homeschooled and didn't go through the government propaganda machine, you think? I don't know. That's to find out, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They're <laughs> right, not at that right point yet? Right now, if you take the money as, as it is, they will want background checks of anybody over 18 in your home. Mm -hmm. And they will want to know what your curriculum is and approve your curriculum. I know in some states, whenever they have money for homeschoolers, mm -hmm. they dictate that you cannot have, like, a religious curriculum. So. Really? And that's kind of what's going on in Missouri, and I just learned this the other day. <clears throat> They're running all the money through a digital um, system called Class Wallet, 
And in order for you to buy something like a curriculum, yeah. Yeah. it has to be approved from Class Wallet. So you can only buy curriculum that's one of their vendors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're a Becca, you're Bob Jones, these are all Christian curriculums that are really rigorous. They're college-ready curriculums. If those aren't on there, you're not going to get to use them. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know. I mean, if I were those curriculum providers, I'd try to stay yeah. stay clear of them so you don't know what's going to come with that either they're going to want your curriculum to be common core based and then you lose all that money right. that you were getting through the school choice program so typically how do you do it how do you finance homeschooling um it would seem to me that uh, you would have to have some of the basic materials that you would have in a classroom books um time mm -hmm. um maybe some other materials to help kids out you mentioned uh, the kids had mentioned that they uh do some things uh, there's uh you know, things that they do on the computer as forms of homeschooling. Yeah. I mean, for somebody who, again, is just getting into it, what would be, let's say, the basic cost of something like that? Uh, $100 a month, uh, $200, $500? What are, what are you looking at? So Depending really, on how many kids you have, obviously. Yeah. Right. Some of it depends, too. There are curriculums out there like Easy Peasy, and mm -hmm. that one's free. Mm -hmm. um, the Good and the Beautiful, again, it's a free curriculum for certain grades. It's like up to sixth grade or something. It's mm -hmm. free that they just made and um, gave and distributed for uh, homeschoolers to be able to use. That way we can get more kids um, out of the public school system. Um, so it just depends on what you want to use. I use a more expensive one, but I've learned the tricks. You know, if you go to a homeschool convention, you can mm. go get it for half off. So there you, <laughs> you go. just go to the convention. <laughs> so. That would seem to me to be the strength of homeschooling your kids is to interact with other parents and find out what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Certainly saving money, which you just mentioned, but other ways of, 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 of maximizing the experience educationally so that these kids can get the most bang for the buck, I guess is the easiest way to put it. And then to have them, uh, are there certain requirements as far as the state is concerned that they have to test at a certain level every year or, uh, you know, it's just whatever you want Only them to do. Only if you take the school choice money. Right. <laughs> right, oh. yeah, you take that money. Right. But in Missouri is a state that is... Um, less hands-off. Well, it, it would seem to me that, you know, people have probably been doing this for a long time, and they've had to have started somewhere with something, right. just the basics. And I guess in a lot of cases, that's what most parents can do, just start with the basics. I mean, for a long time, the Bible was the book that they used to homeschool kids yeah. with, and even teach in public schools mm -hmm. because... It basically covered everything you needed to know. Right, yeah. Yep. And then McGuffey Readers came right after yeah. that. And mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, the primers. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me like this, as daunting of a task as it may be, that a lot of this can be done if you are just, uh, if you just so desire to, to teach your kids and, and you want to be able to teach them in an environment mm -hmm. that you feel comfortable teaching them in, learning uh, they're learning exactly what you want them to learn. I mean, they're going to learn all the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, yeah. and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then you can put your own spin on it as far as where you want them to go from there. Right. And that's one good thing about the co-ops. You know, we've had a couple parents come in and they try an accredited program, which just means they're basically going under a private school, but they're mm -hmm. doing just the homeschooling materials. And it takes a lot more time, a lot more work, and it's really stressful on true uh, parents who want to truly homeschool mm -hmm. and so you know with our co-ops we've been able to talk to these parents and say hey listen you you don't have to do it this way you can mm -hmm. do this 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 and this and it would make your life a lot easier and it wouldn't take near as long 
and just having those relationships and and being able to mentor um, those newer homeschool parents into knowing what true freedom is like in mm. the, in the schooling world has been a, a tremendous asset I think with the with the co-ops in particular. Do schools offer any kind of assistance to you? I mean, it, I'm sure there's things out there, and you know you can look it over and you can see whether or not it's the right fit for your particular mm-hmm. situation. But do the schools themselves offer things that? Uh, uh, could be useful in helping your kids homeschool or at least getting the parents comfortable with doing it? Yeah, I have a friend who homeschools her children. Well, she has one left, but right. um, she sends her child to do, like, the higher math in school, mm-hmm. and she's allowed to do that. So, yeah. Well, I would imagine just like any other situation <laughs> if, in, in a classroom, certain kids are going to go at, at their own pace. Certain kids are going to excel, and what do you do for those kids that excel? that want to learn more and learn at a faster rate Mm -hmm. and learn at a higher level just because that's the way they are. I mean, you know, they're they're good kids like everybody else, and they just want to be able to maybe do things a little bit quicker. And I would imagine in some cases parents are even happy with the fact that a child would want to learn, you know, Mm -hmm. one plus one is two and, you know, two times two is four and all of that. But you you can tell that your kid is starving for knowledge and really wants to be able to do something. And, and typically, is that something that you find with kids that are homeschooled, that they have that desire and that drive to want to do more, mm-hmm. and maybe more so than just what they learn every day in class? Because you figure, what, I don't even know class size anymore. Was it 25, 30 kids a class? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can teach them individually and work with them and get them to comprehend and figure things out a little faster, then they're going to want to digest more knowledge to, mm-hmm. and, and learn faster. So I have two kids that graduated early. They both graduated at 16. Right. They had all their credits in, did everything they want to do. Now, with the homeschool world in particular, there's something called dual enrollment, mm-hmm. where we can enroll our kids in um, community college classes and things like that, that they can use also for high school credits. And then they can graduate with associate's degrees usually pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. uh, my daughter graduated early and then went to college is what she did. So she was doing her college when she was 16 years old. Um, so we didn't exactly use the dual enrollment option, but that is an option for a lot of homeschool parents to get that higher learning. What is the process like helping your child to find a an institution of higher learning? Let's say they don't want to go to college. Right. Maybe they want to go to trade school. Mm-hmm. Um, do you pretty much leave that up to them at that point to decide what it is they want to do? Let's say... Yeah. You know, let's say Levi grows up and he gets to a point where he's uh, he's done with, uh, you know, like K through 12. <clears throat> he wants to go on, but he doesn't want to go to college. He wants to be a welder. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we're just we're just using it as an example, but <laughs> you, you don't have to grow up and be a welder you're, if you don't want to. <laughs> but we're just saying, you know, are are there opportunities out there? Are you raising your hand? Yes. Go ahead, jump in. Um. You said there's like 25 kids in public school. Uh-huh. Um, we have like five or six or like seven mm-hmm. in uh, the co-op. Yeah, per per class. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a nice size. That's a nice size class level because everybody gets a little bit more time to sit down and work with the teacher, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more individualized than, you know, you've got 20 kids asking 20 different questions or. The teacher is trying, and, and, and I guess for all of you guys, that's probably nice about homeschool because there's a lot more one-on-one. You get to sit down, and if you don't understand something, mom or dad can sit there and explain it to you and, and pretty much break it down. And and that in itself, to me, would seem like that's got to be golden. 
I mean, just having the opportunity. And you see it in their eyes when the light goes off that they get it. And then they're able to move on and and understand what they've learned and and apply that as they use it for other things. But back to what we were talking about, this young man decides he wants to be a welder, and do you help him pick the school at all, or do you kind of leave that up to him? Or so at, at that point, you know, the, the right. kids are, are kind of a, a little bit more in control of where they want to go and how they want right. to do it. So my three older boys are all going into trades. That's what they want to do. I didn't choose a school for them, per se. Right. Um, instead, what we did is did apprenticeships. So they each work for somebody in that there field that go. they want to do. And it might even be something where I call the, the business. This I did with my son. He mm-hmm. was considering plumbing, and he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And I just called the business, and I said, hey, you know, would you mind if he just came down and job shadowed you for a day or two? Well, I never got him back after that. They hired him on the spot. Right. So, <laughs> and he loved it. Um, so each one of my boys, that's kind of more the direction we've steered them is doing apprenticeships. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think I talked about this last time. I have one who's an electrician right now, one who's in construction but he's also the one who knows plumbing as well but he knows electrical as well too (laughs) they ought to go into business together do you never see that happening oh well they might because my husband has his own construction business so i think they'll probably go under him soon enough well and and that seems to be the thing these days a lot of uh, people are looking for welders and construction Mm -hmm. workers and electricians and plumbers and you know things that require more hands-on and We're just not seeing a whole lot of that, and and I don't know, again, if that's because kids just don't feel as though that's the kind of work they want to do. They don't want to get... They don't want to get their hands dirty, or they, uh, they they don't like doing that sort of work because when there's a computer right there in front of you, and anything you want to know, you can just type it in and pull it up, and and there it is for you to uh, to enjoy. Do you like doing a lot of hands-on stuff? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, do you? I like to do it in permaculture. I um, we are building a pond in permaculture. It's like um, a pool, like a kiddie pool size. Mm-hmm. Like it's all. It's something like that, but and we're making a big garden. We have like six trees, right. four, mm-hmm. six. Okay, and um, we planted a bush too. Um, so it just kind of teaches you how to how things yeah. grow, mm-hmm. and that you yeah, have to take care. I of I use them. my hands a lot. Yeah, in permaculture. It, it it teaches you a lot about responsibility. I fell in the mud once. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. that's going to happen. I still <laughs> I fall in the mud. Down, I was running down into the, to go see what our compost, like, turning into dirt, uh-huh. and then I just fell. Yeah. And do you have, do you, as far as your garden goes and your, and, your, and your pond, do you have regular duties or responsibilities or things that you're supposed to do all the time to help take care of it? Um... These are classes at co-op he's talking about. Right. Permaculture, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we're building the pond still. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, the, the... You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake the, of the Ozarks. 89... I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I think that you... You said a lot right there because you said you like and you enjoy working with your hands. Yeah. And you enjoy kind of playing in the dirt a little bit, but at the same time, you're learning how to do something. You're learning to care for something, and that there's responsibility involved. And that if you want to do something like that, that you know that's great. And you know you're learning. You're getting the experience for it now. Uh. So we found that we planted them with a bush where we found this huge rock it's about like this big right that's where we planted the bush i see 
and but but you enjoy doing all that cool stuff, mm-hmm. and that's fun, yeah. and that's part of the learning process. Mm-hmm. And you're having fun, so you don't realize it. But guess what? You're learning something. I know. Hey, I know. I know. Uh, I'm having fun. Uh, they they how did they sneak that in on you? <laughs> huh? How did how were they able to do that? Sneak that in on you like that to let you know that hey, learning's cool, uh, but sometimes you're learning and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many times that's happened mm-hmm. to you. I guess we'll have to wait and see when you grow up. Especially, would you like to be, uh, you said you're interested in being a dentist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's hands-on. That's about as hands-on as it gets, and you got to be quick so nobody bites you. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, I appreciate all you guys coming in this morning. Grace and Levi and Brennan, thank you, and, you know, continued success with your homeschooling. And to your moms, Charlene and, and Lindsay, thank you for bringing your kids in. And you never know what kids are going to do because a lot of times you get them behind a microphone, the first thing they do is clam up. But I appreciate you guys talking with me. Yay. Wave to everybody one more time. Can you wave to everybody on the camera over there? There you go. Yeah, you guys didn't know it, but you're, you're Facebook stars today. Yeah. And you get a little time off school. So I'm live on TV. I'm live on TV. Well, there you go. I think that whole dentist thing might be going out the window. <laughs> He might very well, he might really uh, enjoy the uh, the spotlight and want to be in it a little bit more. Thank you to the three of you. Thanks, moms, for coming in. I appreciate it. We'd like to continue the discussion because I think there's a lot of people out there that uh, are really interested in homeschooling. But as I said, it can be uh, very daunting. It, there's a lot of things that people don't know. I would imagine the legal side of it is probably really big. Maybe we can uh, have you back uh, to talk more about the legal aspects of, of what it is that goes on. But I do thank you both, and I thank you kids for coming in, and I thank everybody for listening. And uh, you want to say goodbye, everybody? Bye, everybody. Bye,